Welcome back, Uplifted Podcasters. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Again, my name is Trisha. And I'm Taylor. And we are back, ready to share Taylor's side of the story about how we met this time around. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) We're just going to jump right into it. Yes, jumping in head first, doing a beautiful swan dive into the pool of memories. How poetic am I? Oh, gosh. So I guess I'll just start. Um, Let's go go all the way back. Like, I want to hear about you growing up because all you knew was you, dad, your mom, and then ultimately when our brother was born. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you knew. So mm-hmm. what what was that like? Okay. Well, it's funny when you said, let's go all the way back. And I was like, okay, Trisha, when two people fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> let's start from the beginning. Do you remember being a sperm? <laughs> Uh, I remember just sitting in my mom's uterus, (laughs) waiting for my prime opportunity. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Always remember you're a winner. (laughs) No matter what anyone says, (laughs) you got to that egg first. (laughs) <laughs> you beat thousands of people. <laughs> I just picture myself now, like, kicking people in the neck, like, trying to be the one to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Tripping other sperm with your tail. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing them out of the way, making waves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> ah, I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Why are we like this? I don't know. <laughs> uh well anyways (laughs) so gosh I feel like my youngest years I was surrounded by family like since the day I was born there I was just there were so many people around me that I loved and um I always had cousins around, so uh, when dad and my mom were first married, uh, we had our cousin Jordan and uh, two other cousins. Yeah, I just remember it being, I remember so much sunshine is really how I can explain it. Uh, It was, I had a great childhood when dad and mom were together. I feel like those are some of my best memories and then when our little brother was born literally like my built-in best friend you know we would just play together for hours and um I remember he 
and I loved to play Legos together. And we had this little Lego push cart (laughs) and we would dump all of the Legos out of it. And I would put Jacob in it and (laughs) I would just, I'd push it and I'd be like sprinting across the kitchen and uh, he would be riding in this little Lego cart. (laughs) So funny. Y'all would have loved me because I had this huge chest, like probably at least three feet by two feet wide. And it was completely full of Legos. (laughs) Yeah, we would have been all over that. Um, We loved to play. And we, so my parents they had inherited and my grandparents had inherited this property from my great-grandparents and so there were two houses on it one we called the blue house and then there was another that we called the little house and so dad mom me and our little brother we lived in the little house and then in the blue house were my mom's mom and my grandpa who had adopted my mom and then my aunt lived there and then, well, two of my aunts lived there and, um, two of my cousins lived there too. Oh, here's another story that's just cracks me up every time. So I had my Barbies and one time Jordan was over and we were playing with my Barbie house. And although I love our brother to death, he was also a little terror. (laughs) (laughs) And he just did what he wanted. So I think if I'm remembering correctly, this is how it went down. So Jordan and I, we were playing Barbies and then Jacob came out and he wanted to play with us. And we were like, no, Jacob, like we're playing Barbies right now. You play with us later. And he got mad. And my dad, dad had taught him how to pee off the porch. And so he never liked to pee in the bathroom. He always had to pee off the porch. And (laughs) he just, like, pulled down his pull-up and he would just go pee. And instead of peeing off the porch, he thought it would be a good idea to pee on my Barbie house. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So he's, like, washing it down. (laughs) And I was livid I was so mad I remember going up to dad and being like dad my little brother peed on my Barbie house just like screaming crying and this is dad go get the hose and rinse it off (laughs) (laughs) so that's what I had to do but (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) Uh, if that doesn't like explain that, I don't know what is. But looking back on it now, it's so funny. And then of course, we would make mud pies and just play in the dirt all day. But eventually, <clears throat> uh, Dad and my mom they weren't able to make it work, and so when I was in first grade, they got a divorce, and I feel like that was a really that was one of the most pivotal times in my life um, because everything changed. I bet. My grandpa had passed away, and so uh, everything was pretty much left on dad's shoulders to 
try and keep it. Um, but it just, it didn't work out. Um, and so, uh, my mom and my brother and I, we ended up moving into this little tiny, uh, apartment, uh, by the beach in Washington. And I loved the beach. Water has always been like such a peaceful peace bringer to me. Yeah. Uh, did you understand like anything that was happening or how did like what were the feelings that you were experiencing when all of that happened I was heartbroken I there had been times where my parents like broke up and I'm doing like those quotation marks with my fingers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I actually remember there was one time where they had split up and Todd had gone out of the house. And then I don't know like how much time had passed by, but I remember them sitting on the porch and they called me over and they're like, Hey, Tay, like we're, we decided to get back together. Like we're going to try and make it work. And I remember just like this feeling of such relief and like happiness, but then it was like taken away from me again, you know, because they just couldn't, it was too toxic. Um, but when it happened for real, like, and we moved out, like we weren't in my childhood home. Like we weren't on the land that, um, it was just devastating. Like, I knew that it was for real that time. My mom had been a stay-at-home mom up until that point. And so, like, that was drastic change, too, because then my mom wasn't around all the time anymore. It was just my brother and I, our brother, it was just our little brother and I, we were just stuck on this really sad adventure together. Like, it was just he was my shoulder to cry on and I was his shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember my mom, my mom hadn't even graduated high school. And so she wasn't able to get a good job. Like she had no backup plan if that had happened. So she was just working at this little, gas station and she'd work the night shifts there and then she started going to college to get her GED like during the day so I don't even like I don't know when she slept (laughs) honestly I don't know how she did it um hamburger helper became like (laughs) our (laughs) go-to meal (laughs) shout out to Betty Crocker for (laughs) our generation because I grew up on Hamburger Helper as well. So, Mm -hmm. Betty Crocker, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. You have helped helped some children survive. (laughs) (laughs) We are alive today because of you. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Yeah. So, and then eventually she wasn't able to afford that apartment anymore. And so we had moved in with some friends 
for a little bit until she was able to get this other apartment in like the neighboring town um, at some low income like housing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just felt like like all like change like over and over and over again. And I only got to see dad every other weekend. Yeah, it was like my whole world was turned upside down. Because when I look back at that time in my life, it's not like sunshine anymore. It's more like clouds and rain. But that's not to say that I had a bad childhood, you know, like I don't want it to come across like that because my I had parents who loved me, you know, and I don't you feel had, like I ever went without. You had you know? our cousins and you had cousins on your mom's side that you spent a lot of time with too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like whenever, like, see, that changed too. You know, because I didn't get to be around my cousins as much anymore. Like, it was only sometimes in the summer Mm -hmm. or, like, at family gatherings because everyone kind of went their separate ways at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Um, But I still had our little brother. He was still my little angel, even though I was a turkey. (laughs) I... (laughs) I had, I had an attitude, like, as a big sister, for sure. And I look back and I feel so bad because I vividly, I distinctively remember, like, not letting him play with me, like, so many times. It almost makes me want to cry. I'm like, why was I like that? I don't think my childhood is, is unlike a lot of people. I think there are many kids that, experienced a lot of the same things that I did mm-hmm. you know yeah um many ups and downs but in general like I don't like to speak louder than people that had it harder than me you know because I feel like overall yeah. I had it pretty good yeah well you know I think I don't think we all have our own struggles and we all have our own stories they all affect us you know differently but the thing is that you don't know what you don't know you know Mm -hmm. so if you're growing up in a situation that is that would be considered better than what somebody else had experienced it's not to say that those experiences didn't have a strong negative or positive impact Mm -hmm. on you just because you weren't exposed to something that somebody else was exposed to. Those moments still impacted your life, you know, and I don't think that anybody should ever compare their life to somebody else's because you just can't like there's no way to compare apples to apples we're all human and we all experience our own life on different levels and it all affects us emotionally whether it's a positive emotion or a negative emotion 
it's still there one way or the other. And yeah. you can't discount the way that somebody feels. Yes. that I mean, that's very true. So after your mom and dad divorced, how old were you again? So I was in first grade, but mm-hmm. they actually didn't get – and I didn't know this. Like I had thought they had been divorced like this whole time, but mm-hmm. they didn't like officially get divorced I think till like the end of fourth grade (laughs) wow so you were about like nine ten when everything was official yeah probably like nine right Mm -hmm. yeah and so by that time dad was already with another lady Mm -hmm. and living with her And that's around the time when you came into my life. Mm -hmm. So dad had had another, another boy. Did you ever think about what it would be like to have an older sister? Or did you ever wish that you had an older sister? Yeah. I don't know if I had ever like expressed it to anyone else, but, um, I, can distinctively remember like imagining the idea like what would it be like you know uh, because I had these older cousins who like I just adored I obsessed over them mm-hmm. um, but it's not like they could stay forever you know like they weren't they they didn't live with me <laughs> They weren't always there to play with me. <laughs> um, and I think it would have been nice for me to have had someone older to lean on mm-hmm. because our little brother, he always had me. And so when when my parents got divorced, um, or when they split up anyways, uh, I kind of had to grow up. I think emotionally faster Mm -hmm. than a lot of kids my age. Uh, I think I put a lot of that responsibility on myself to do that. Wow. Uh, Even though I don't, like looking back, I don't know if I had to, like if I didn't have any other choice. I just remember like feeling that I needed Mm -hmm. to. I did think about it. Just like what it would be like, like if there was another person around, um, if I ever did have an older sister, like what would she look like and would we get along and um, like it would just be nice to have some more, some more guidance, I guess. And yeah, so the night that I learned about you. Um, we were still at the, the, the little apartment that we had lived in for a couple years at that point. And I remember my mom calling my brother and I, um, into her, her bedroom. And we were sitting at like the foot of her bed and, 
I specifically remember there was like a thunderstorm. <laughs> like there was a thunder and lightning and it was like raining super hard. And whenever that happened, like my mom, she would always like call us into her room. Like if it was at night and we would just like listen to the rain and mm-hmm. tell stories and stuff. Um, and she kind of just, like, I wasn't expecting it. Like, she didn't set the scene like your parents had, like, sat you at the kitchen table and was like, we have something to tell you, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Your world is about to be turned upside down. <laughs> yeah, hold on to your seatbelt. <laughs> but, um, and if I remember it correctly, because I was only 10 years old at this point, um, she approached it like, what would you guys say if, like I told you, you had an older sister and my brother and I, we just look at each other like, wait, what? <laughs> why do we need one of those? <laughs> yeah. Like why <laughs> not, <laughs> not that, but just like, why does, why are you bringing this up? You know, like kind of confused. Mm-hmm. And I th- we were like, well, that'd be fun. You know, like, always wanted an older sister like it would be great and she goes well you know I I have something important to tell you you do have an older sister and her name is Trisha and she would love to meet you and we were like what (laughs) All the emotions. (laughs) We were so excited. I just remember just the thrill of it. And then maybe like three minutes later, like it sinking in. Like, why haven't you told me this before? And then I feel like I got angry. Like, that's how I remember, like, just being kind of upset Um, that this there's this big secret um, and kind of feeling betrayed almost because I, my other, my two brothers that I had were so important to me mm-hmm. and there was this whole other person um, that has just been kept from me. And like, and they knew, and I was mad. (laughs) I was like, why didn't you tell me this before? And my mom said that it wasn't her story to tell. That's what she told me. Yeah. Uh, And at the time I felt like that was a cop-out answer. Um, because I felt like, well, it's not your story to tell, but like, this is, important for me to know and it's your responsibility to have told me even if it's not like biological even if she's not biologically yours um but now looking at it I feel like it would have been hard for her not to tell me but I also respect that she wanted it to be my dad who told me. And it's kind of ironic because in the end, it wasn't even my dad that told me. Like, it was it was her. <laughs> yeah. I uh, 
find it, I understand where she was coming from in saying mm-hmm. it's not her story to tell. Um, and partially because clearly you had a lot of questions that you wanted to ask and Mm -hmm. some of which she probably knew that she didn't have answers to. So Mm -hmm. I think that's very a respectful way for her, you know, but I could also understand where you were coming from as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Now I understand where she was coming from, but in the moment, I think I was too young to see like that full perspective. Mm-hmm. My little mind just couldn't comprehend something like that. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I actually, I don't remember the first time meeting you. I, I like, <laughs> it blows my mind. I'm like, why can't I remember that? Um, it's just, it makes me sad that I can't. You were so cute. I was oh so chubby. Goodness, <laughs> you were so adorable. You're all sweaty in your cute little soccer uniform, all your freckles, and oh, I just wanted to hold you forever. You're so cute. My big old cheeks. Yes. Take up 95% of my face. <laughs> but I do um, remember. So this is funny because I remember after we had met you, maybe sometime after, my mom was standing outside with one of her apartment friends. That's what I call them. (laughs) I never liked any of her apartment friends, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) But they were standing outside and they were smoking a cigarette. And I remember walking up to ask my mom something and she was talking about you to her apartment friend and she was like oh my gosh you should have seen her like she's so beautiful she looks exactly like like my dad (laughs) and I remember hearing that and then feeling like I agreed like completely like I just thought you were the epitome of beauty and like (laughs) Don't, don't me. Like, that's exactly what I thought. And I thought that you were so sweet. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like without even knowing you, you were, ugh, now it's my turn to cry. <laughs> without even knowing you. I loved you. And you were exactly what I needed. Oh, you have me crying too. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt like this instant connection. Also, just sad that I didn't know you sooner sometimes like I love listening to 
stories about your childhood and, you know, seeing pictures and um, of our family and whatnot, but it's also heartbreaking at the same time because um, I always think, like, I should have been there, you know, mm-hmm. but I always have to tell myself things happened the way that they were supposed to happen and you know we probably wouldn't be the people that we are today had things been different yeah Um, it's true and although some things are so sad and like I still get confused as to why it went about the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are still times where I feel like my questions, either my dad or um, my mom, like haven't, they've just never been brought up, you know? And I wonder mm-hmm. why there hasn't been discussion or you know like maybe there has been and like I just don't remember you know because I was only 10 years old um but I'm grateful that even though we missed out like on those younger years that I feel like we've been able to make up for them and I'm so so thankful for that me too I think one of the, the things that I silently struggle with is just not knowing the true story of like why and what happened. And I don't think I've come to terms with the fact that I never really will completely know, but I just don't understand why people can't be on the same page with their stories, you know? But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I ultimately, this journey of, you know, finding, finding my family and learning about who I am and just allowing this whole other part of me to evolve and grow and build all of these amazing relationships that I have like with you and you know the opportunity to just continue to expand on the relationships with our siblings which I do need to be admittedly I need to be a lot better with and about um but it's, I'm, yeah, I will never be able to express how completely grateful I am, you know, as well. What's your earliest memory of, of like being with me? Like you said that you couldn't really remember the day that you met me. Mm-hmm. But what would be like your next memory of being with me? Um, had you taken uh, 
Jacob and I out one time. Like, did we ever, mm-hmm. we spent the day with you? Yeah. So we I went out for that. ice cream. Yes, I remember that. Um, and I remember you giving me your phone number and telling me, like, you can call me anytime. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so cool. Kind of like how your kids are with me. (laughs) I was going to blow up your phone. (laughs) Call me on my LG flip phone. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember calling you and I, I was probably talking nonsense, like just spilling like my childhood drama stories. (laughs) To me? No. You were so shy. I felt like I was, like, I loved being able to talk to you on the phone, but sometimes I felt like you were just really shy. I remember, uh, so I took you guys out for ice cream, and then I remember going up to Dad's place because he had separated from the person that he was seeing, Mm -hmm. and you guys would go up there. I remember one time was specifically around Thanksgiving because dad's favorite pie is pumpkin pie. And uh, I had made, I don't know why that year, but I was on this like pumpkin pie making spree. I made like 10 pumpkin pies in a day. I was crazy. (laughs) But I brought some pumpkin pies up and you and Jake were, staying with dad that night. I remember dad and Jake wrestling in the living room Mm -hmm. and just sitting next to you at the like counter bar that he had. I think Mm -hmm. we even took a picture together that night and I probably still have it somewhere. I'd have to go through my boxes of pictures that need to be organized, but (laughs) I, I feel like there's a picture somewhere around from that. That's a, that's a few years later because I was in fifth grade mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and dad had already gotten together with our stepmom now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that point of my life was also like a huge transition mm-hmm. uh, because I wasn't ready for dad to like get in another relationship. Like that was hard for me <clears throat> just because um, there were some negative experiences with the woman that he was with before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but our stepmom now, she just, uh, I feel like she was perfect for him. And you set them up. Like, you made that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I but did. with her, she brought um, two more kids, like, into the family picture. And I just got together with her daughter. Like, we just hit it off, like, right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was really exciting time in my childhood and I feel like with them brought the sunshine back. Um, Yeah. And 
my mom was doing really well too. She had gotten a new job and um so like things were just looking up, you know. Yeah. I'm really proud of my mom. Yeah, that could not have been easy for her to have to go through all those things, you know. <sighs> Praise all to the single moms out there. We don't know how you do it. Wow, I just I just have like the biggest smile on my face right now because I'm so happy. (laughs) I love listening to your story and I love, I love just seeing how far we've come, you know, Mm -hmm. with everything, you know, at the time when we met, And the, you know, the following couple of years, uh, I was 19, 20, 21. So by that point, I was on my own. I, you know, had started in on my career path. I had had a couple of, you know, fairly serious relationships. I think two, you know, that you knew of. Um, Mm -hmm. And I look back and I'm sad that I didn't take more time to be more proactive. I mean, I felt like I was a little bit proactive in the, you know, definitely in that first year or so, Mm -hmm. but I also did feel like, and perhaps it was just me being like reading too much into things, but I really felt like Because nobody really knew me, there wasn't a certain amount of trust. So I was always afraid to ask if I could just take you and our brother to go hang out with them. Like, I always felt whenever I did ask that there was like a lag and an uncertainty and, you know, they wanted to say yes, but... Uh, maybe now wasn't a good time. You know, like there was always a reason as to why maybe it couldn't happen, which is fine. I mean, as a parent now, in retrospect, I understand, you know, but um, I do wish that I would have at least gone to like more family things. I did spend a lot of time with our grandpa, um, Mm -hmm. I would do like weekly dinners up at his place and we would talk and reminisce and he would tell me stories about, um, you know, growing up with you, growing up with dad. I remember he went through this picture album with me Mm -hmm. and he gave me a bunch of pictures of dad when he was little and my second grade picture and dad's 
first or second grade picture, mm-hmm. we are identical. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that even though the paternity test came back and said he was my dad, mm-hmm. I think putting those two pictures next to each other was like, that was kind of it for me. Like, that's why I was like, okay, like, this is my dad. Like, I see it now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was funny because everybody, when I would go to, like, family functions, they were like, oh, my gosh, you look so much like him. You look so much like him. I'm like, I don't see it. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, a lot of things changed and I ended up moving uh, out to Georgia and getting married and having a baby. Getting married and having babies. And that was really hard. I mean, it wasn't hard because I felt like, you know, there was a sense of peace there with starting my own family, you know, having my own children. But being away from you and our brothers and sisters and mom, dad, grandpa, all these people that had really just were so new to my life still, mm-hmm. it was it was hard. It was a hard transition. And, you know, I think at the time I felt our brother was a little too young, but I felt like, you know, you were um, getting into high school and I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to to be a part of your life. Um, mm-hmm. So that's when I started to invite you out and bring you out here. And that was really fun. I'm that was a really fun experience. What did What did you think when I moved away? Well, you know, it, it's funny because I never like heard it firsthand from you, like what was going on. So, a few things had happened in my life up to that point. So, I had moved out of my mom's house, and I had moved in with dad and our stepmom, and. Uh, that was really hard for my mom. Looking back, I see like how much it hurt her. And that makes me really sad to think that I hurt my mom like that. But I didn't do it on purpose. You know, I just wanted to see what it would be like to live with dad because I didn't really know what it would be like. So I only saw him every other weekend. <laughs> But I also realized that since I only saw him every other weekend, um, like I only saw like the best side of dad. And so then moving in with him, it was a big eye opener. Um, But it was also really great because we were living on grandpa's farm (laughs) (laughs) and I lived for that. I loved living on the farm. That was so much fun. Uh, and so 
when you ended up saying that um, you were moving, I remember feeling like happy for you because it sounded like you were happy and like you were confident and like mind you like I'm hearing all of the second hand right because mm-hmm. I don't think correct me if I'm wrong I don't think you ever like sat down with me and like told me no I don't um, think that I did either yeah I don't feel like we were super close like there was a lot of excitement when we first met and I feel like I saw you every now and again now and then like Mm -hmm. after those first initial few months Mm -hmm. I also kind of remember feeling sad because of um how other people had made it sound and just hoping that like you would like everything would turn out well for you you know I remember wanting everything for you to be to be good. Sad that I would get to see you even less after that. <laughs> yeah. Um but happy for you. Yeah, but I feel like that point was like a whirlwind, like everything happened so fast. And then I remember you coming back and you had brought your husband with you and you, we spent the day together after I had met him and we had dropped him off at the airport. And that was really fun. And I mean, you watch a scary, creepy movie with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hadn't, I didn't move away before I got married. Oh, yeah, that's right, huh? Yeah. But um, I want to hear more about you living with dad and and all of that because I just find that so fascinating. One thing that I admire about you is (laughs) your decision-making. And how you just follow your heart. Like you're so passionate about all of the decisions that you make and very sure of yourself. And I just love that. And I find that such a strong and admirable trait about you that I wish I personally (laughs) had a little bit of that because I feel like I waver so much in my decision-making, but um, I would love to hear more about what that was like and how you felt and, you know, with everything else that was going on, you know, Mm -hmm. me trying to incorporate myself into the family and you have new brothers and sisters um, Mm -hmm. that get thrown into the mix. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you for that sweet compliment. Um, But (laughs) I, although I don't regret 
any of those big decisions that I have made, I think they have been the right ones and they have made me into who I am. The piece that I guess I look back on is I know that they have like hurt other people because of it, which might not make sense saying it like that because they bettered me, but they hurt other people. Um, am I making any sense here? <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's the part of my, of making decisions that is so hard. And yeah. if there's anyone listening right now where you feel like you have to make a big decision, um, I always say that it is important to follow your heart, but something to keep in mind um, is to do it in a way that is thoughtful to other people because Mm -hmm. I know it hurt my mom when I moved into dad's and I know that it hurt dad and our stepmom when I had to move out. And I know that it hurt everyone when I moved in with you (laughs) my senior year of high school. And I think part of it is because of selfish reasons, like on both sides, both Mm -hmm. mine and theirs. Um, But also just like a reminder to people listening um, to think about like what will be best in the end and I know that my decisions have been for the better like in the end I think it's good to try to step outside of yourself Mm -hmm. in like a mental sense to evaluate how this might impact everybody but it's very important to also reflect on yourself to make sure that if there is a big decision that's involved, is this something that you feel is going to make you happy? And if you choose to not make that decision, are you going to be unhappy because you're trying to please other people? And it's a very hard balance, but ultimately you really do have to try and make decisions that will make you happy in the end. I know that, you know, I've had to make a lot of decisions in my life, uh, trying to balance all of those different things. And even now, you know, there's still a lot of things that are on my plate, you know, and, Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard, but you really do need to try to make decisions that will make you happy because if you're not happy, that's going to show in your work. It's going to show in the relationships that you have with people And it 
just causes this negative ripple effect that maybe initially you don't really see, but long term it it is a problem, you know? And even if people aren't always happy with the decisions that you make, whether it's for selfish reasons or whether it's for, you know, I mean, who knows? Just maybe they maybe they think that that's not a good path for you. You know, what their perspective really, mm-hmm. whatever it is, I think that we all need to just look and say, well, is their choice going to make them happy? And if it is, then all we can do is, you know, be supportive and hopefully people will support you in whatever decisions that need to be made. Yeah. And even though I know that my decisions were the right ones, I think I could have gone about them in a better way. Um, But that's all in hindsight, right? Because I was so young when I'm still so young um, when I was deciding on all of those things. And I'm sure like, the adults in my life were like, she doesn't know what she's doing. (laughs) But really, I don't even think it was all my heart. Like, I am a firm believer that there's a higher power. And I think that that was leading me. I think that my ancestors were leading me because there's a ripple effect that passes on throughout generations and it was time for a change. And I know that if I hadn't uh, moved in with dad and then if I hadn't moved back in with my mom and eventually that led me into moving with you my senior year of high school that my life would look completely different. I would not be with my wonderful, loving husband. I would have not found God. I would have just been lost. And I know not everyone understands that even now. They think that I should have stayed And that's okay. I don't think people need to understand, nor do I think I need to explain myself to them. Yeah. Um, But that's what it all comes back to, like what you said. You really do need to choose what's going to make you happy, but not just happy, but what's going to fulfill you Mm -hmm. and how... And what's going to make you become the person that you need to be. I feel like I was so rambly. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you were not rambly. You were telling a story. And it was great. I'm not a good storyteller like you. I'm just like... Yes, you are. And then... Your voice is so calm. Oh, and oh, oh. <laughs> Like, you're so well-spoken. Which, when I listen back, sometimes I'm like... I wish I was 
loves you. What? <laughs> I don't feel like I'm not well spoken, but um. Anyways, so thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we hope that you guys look forward to listening to the next episode. And as always, if you have a similar story, we would love to hear it. Um, Mm -hmm. So please send us an email. You can email us at upliftedpodcast, U-P-L-I-F-T dot edpodcast at gmail.com. You can give us a like and follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at Uplifted Podcast. Uplifted again is uplift.edpodcast. And you're welcome to private message us with your stories on there as well. If you have any questions, any comments, we would love to hear those. We would love to hear your feedback about the episodes that you've listened to thus far. And we hope to have you back. 